Section 16 of Lives of the Ancient Philosophers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Lives of the Ancient Philosophers by Francois Fenelon. Section 16. Democritus. Democritus, born in the third year of the 77th Olympiad, died in the fourth year of the 150th, having lived 109 years. The most commonly received opinion respecting the philosopher Democritus is that he was a native of Abdera, though others affirm that he belonged to Miletus, and was called an Abderan only because he had retired to that city at first he studied under certain magi and chaldeans who had been left at his father's house by xerxes king of persia who had taken up his quarters there when on his way to make war against the greeks from these teachers he learned theology and astronomy he afterwards attached himself to the philosopher lysippus who instructed him in physics his passion for study was so great that he passed whole days alone, shut up in a little cottage in the middle of a garden. One day his father brought an ox to him, which he wished to sacrifice, and left it bound to a corner of the cottage. So deeply was Democritus buried in meditation that he neither heard what his father said nor saw the ox, though it was fastened close to him and when his father came a second time he had to rouse him out of his abstraction and point out the ox which was to be sacrificed standing beside him after remaining a considerable time under the instruction of lysippus democritus resolved to travel in order to become acquainted with the learned men of other countries and to enrich his mind with every kind of knowledge he divided his inheritance with his brothers leaving them the estates and appropriating to himself the ready money which though smallest was to him the most desirable portion inasmuch as it would enable him to defray the expenses of his journey and make what experiments he might wish in philosophy he first went into egypt where he applied himself to geometry he then visited ethiopia persia and chaldea and his curiosity at last tempted him to penetrate into the heart of india in order to instruct himself in the science of the gymnosophists though so anxious himself to know men of learning he was by no means willing to be known by them his inclination led him to live in retirement and that the place of his abode might not be known he used often to sleep in caves and even in the tombs he showed himself however at the court of king darius and seeing that monarch one day much afflicted at the death of the wife whom he most loved democritus promised by way of consoling him that he would bring her to life again provided darius would find him in the whole compass of his dominions three persons who should never have known unhappiness in order that their names should be engraven on the tomb in place of that of the deceased queen it soon appeared however that throughout all asia not even one individual could be found who was unacquainted with sorrow the philosopher then embraced this opportunity to show darius the unreasonableness of his grief since he was only called upon to bear his burden of uneasiness in common with the rest of mankind on the return of democritus to abdera he lived in retirement and in great poverty 
for he had in fact spent all he had possessed in travelling and in philosophical experiments so that damascus his brother was obliged to afford him the means of subsistence by the law those who had dissipated their property might be denied burial in the tombs of their fathers democritus having rendered himself liable to this punishment and being unwilling that his enemies should have anything to reproach him with he one day in public recited a work of his own composition which he had entitled diacosmos this piece was found to contain so much excellence that democritus was immediately exempted from the rigour of the law he was moreover presented with five hundred talents and statues in honour of him were erected in the public places democritus was a perpetual laugher his bursts of merriment were founded on the profound views he took of human folly and vanity which were continually suggesting a thousand chimerical dangers in a world which according to his views was solely directed by chance in the fortuitous combination of the atoms of which it was composed juvenal alluding to the city of abdera the air of which is very thick and the inhabitants very stupid remarks that the wisdom of this philosopher sufficiently proves that great characters may occasionally arise even when all around them is dullness and ignorance the same poet says that the sorrows of men were equally ridiculous in the eyes of democrates as their joys and equally excited his laughter and represents him as possessing a mind the firmness of which nothing could subdue insomuch that he might be said to trample on fortune in chains beneath his feet the inhabitants of abdera seeing democritus always laughing took it into their heads that he must be mad they accordingly entreated hippocrates to come and prescribe for him hippocrates went to abdera with his remedies he first offered milk to his supposed patient democrates looked at it attentively said this is the milk of a black goat which has only yeaned once hippocrates wondering how he could know this entered into farther conversation with him and was astonished with his extraordinary wisdom and science the physician then pronounced it to be the abderans who required hellebore and not the philosopher to whom they wished him to administer it hippocrates after this returned home extremely surprised at the result of his visit democritus believed as he had been taught by his master lucippus that the first principles of all things were atoms and a vacuum that as from nothing nothing could be produced so there was not anything that could ever be reduced to nothing that atoms were in consequence of their extreme hardness secured from corruption change or any other species of alteration that from these atoms an infinite number of worlds were formed each of which perished at a certain period and that another was immediately composed out of the remains the human soul he supposed to be the same as the principle of life and that it consisted of an assemblage of atoms as did also the sun moon and stars that these atoms had a rotary motion which was the cause of the generation of all things and this rotary motion being always the same democritus became a fatalist and believed all things to be the result of necessity 
epicurus built on the same foundation as democritus but being unwilling to admit the doctrine of necessity he was forced to have recourse to that of inclination as will be shown in his life democritus taught that the soul diffused itself throughout every part of the body and he accounted for our having sensation in all these parts by supposing that every atom in the soul corresponded to a similar atom in the body of the heavenly bodies democritus held that they move in open space and consequently cannot be attached to solid spheres that they have only one simple movement which is towards the west that they are propelled along by the rapid vortex of a fluid matter in the centre of which is the earth and that the velocity of each is diminished in proportion as it approaches the earth because the violence of motion at the circumference is diminished by degrees as it draws nearer to the centre that thus those which appeared to be moving towards the east were in reality slowly moving towards the west and accordingly the fixed stars moving more rapidly than others finished their revolution in twenty-four hours and some minutes and that the moon which moves the most slowly of all does not complete its revolution in less than twenty-five hours so that it does not move said he towards the more easterly stars by its own proper motion but is left behind by the more westerly stars which make up to it again in thirty days after democritus it is said was so devoted to study that he deprived himself of sight in order that he might not be expected to turn his attention to any other pursuit the way that he accomplished this design was by exposing a plate of brass to the sun the rays of which being reflected from the brass to his eyes gradually by the heat deprived him of the power of vision when democritus found himself oppressed with years and near his end he perceived that his sister was uneasy lest his death should take place before the celebration of the festival of ceres in which case her mourning would prevent her from attending the mysteries of the goddess he therefore ordered hot bread to be brought and kept up his natural warmth by means of the vapour from it until the three days of the festival were finished when he removed the bread and immediately expired he was at that time according to received opinions one hundred and nine years old End of section 16